You're listening to the Let's Talk Future podcast series presented by Oppenheimer. If you're interested in the economy, markets, and investing in general, you've come to the right place. This series was created to fascinate and enlighten every type of investor. Curious about the latest consumer trends? How about innovations in healthcare or technology? The Let's Talk Future series definitely has you covered. Through timely and relevant conversations, we deliver the best thought leadership in the financial services industry. Our renowned hosts and guests explore big questions and big ideas and leave you with actionable insights. In this episode, our guest is Jason Helfstein, Managing Director and the Senior Analyst covering the internet sector at Oppenheimer. And your host is Joan Corey, Managing Director and Chief Marketing Officer. This episode was recorded on August 12, 2022. Thank you for joining us. Hi, I'm Joan Corey, Chief Marketing Officer at Oppenheimer. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Let's Talk Future. On this edition, we are discussing the themes that emerge from our 25th Annual Technology, Internet, and Communications Conference. Innovations in the technology sector continue to define the direction of social, commercial, and industrial processes as U.S. economic fundamentals indicate growth remains strong thanks to consumer demand, business investment, and government spending. We are living through extraordinary times, and the discussion centered around four key themes. First, what's ahead? At a time when economies continue to reopen around the globe, technology companies at the forefront of the digital revolution's next phase can be expected to sustain considerable progress despite potential macroeconomic headwinds. Two, geographic allocation. Meaningful exposure to developed and emerging market stocks are expected to remain key to allocation as concerns around supply chain disruptions, labor shortages, and high inflation subside amid adjustments to monetary policy and solid U.S. economic fundamentals provide the support growth oriented companies need to expand their market presence. Three, resiliency. The past two pandemic years have demonstrated that cloud-based services, online consumer platforms, and enterprise information management software companies are resilient in the face of tremendous changes. And fourth, risk. While a number of risks remain, such as COVID-19 variants, delayed reopenings, and higher commodity prices, investors are aware there are timely and relevant opportunities for companies poised to take advantage of the ever-evolving economy. Today, I'm joined by Oppenheimer's own Jason Helfstein. Jason is a managing director and the senior analyst covering the internet sector. He oversees all aspects of the firm's internet strategy, and his coverage includes consumer internet and e-commerce. Welcome back, Jason. Let's begin. Thanks for having me, Joe. So, Jason, this is the first conference following second quarter earnings. Can you just give us a sense of consumers and advertising? Broadly, companies that saw a slowdown in June said that July appeared more stable. While no one is saying that growth is rebounding, I think the steam is stability, which investors were happy to hear. Well, let's talk a little bit about growth. It seems that companies that are more exposed to affluent customers appear to be reporting better top-line results. What did you hear that supported this, or will we see a slowdown in the coming months? 
We think this trend was apparent in Amazon, Uber, DoorDash, and Etsy results, maybe less so for Match, but that may have been product related. But relative to other consumer-oriented companies, it definitely seemed that those companies mentioned had a better quarter and outlook than feared. So let's talk a little bit about digital advertising, which you know a lot about, and of course is near and dear to my heart as a chief marketing officer. So digital advertising, very key for marketers such as myself. Talk about the firms and capabilities that are supporting marketers and their drive to really reach the right audience and what they're seeing in the future. We had several advertising related companies at the conference. These companies help advertisers buy ads such as Trade Desk, run the plumbing, so to speak, ecosystem such as Pubmatic and con control TV platforms such as Roku. And lastly, Integral Ad Science, which does ad verification and context control. Of these four, only Roku is seeing a large slowdown as they have limited exposure to programmatic advertising. So one of the themes I think is just this, I wouldn't call it a digitization, but a automation of marketing is really where the focus is right now. Okay, so that's super interesting. So a question about demand, will it stay high? I mean, during COVID lockdowns, e-commerce and small businesses, they all created you know, online presences and they benefited. But now that consumers are out and about and they're shopping in person, what do you see the future looking like? That's exactly right. The pandemic caused small businesses to create online presences at a rate we've never seen before and make their goods and services available digitally. Right now, we're seeing a bifurcation. We're seeing online services slowing faster than e-commerce. And within our coverage and, and companies at the conference, that would specifically impact Fiverr, who's more services focused, as opposed to Etsy, who, who, who sells goods to consumers and is still seeing you know, nice growth. So let's shift gears a little bit to the housing market, because you have a number of real estate and, and companies related to real estate at the conference. What's sort of the main takeaway from those conversations? We had both Open Door and Redfin at the conference. I think the surprise of 2Q is how fast mortgage rates shot up and the overall disruption to the real estate market. The good news is the real estate market appears to be stabilizing, but the impact in the second quarter will reverberate through the rest of the year. So as an investor, you're betting on these platforms' ability to show better results in 2023. So Jason, I, um, I have a number of key areas that I'm just interested in your take, more rapid fire kind of questions. The first relates to privacy. We hear all about it. Tell us what's happening. So Google announced they're pushing off cookie deprecation, removing cookies from Chrome until 2024. This gives the ad tech ecosystem another year to provide, with Trade Desk being the beneficiary along with Integral Ad Sign. So in that same line of questioning, talk to us about the metaverse. We read all about it. Tell us what it means for firms and how they're thinking about it or not thinking about it. Yeah, I, I think the bear market kind of took the wind out of the sails. The idea for most companies in the metaverse would be it would be a new advertising platform for them. But I think right now with marketers uh, more focused on the bottom line and, and kind of thinking about potentially downsizing budgets, I think you're not going to see as much investment or interest. We also saw companies such as Match Online Dating thinking about 
how to leverage the metaverse, but that's probably on hold right now. Let's talk about millennials. They represent the largest population cohort ever, and they're now in their prime working years. How are you thinking about the impact that they will have on purchase decision and digitization? Uh, this is really the, the one-click generation. So I think about, you know, they're impacting, you know, streaming services by not taking cable and, and only subscribing to streaming, um, things like online sports betting, online dating, food delivery, and even real estate, right? The idea that you could sell your house with a click of a button. So they want everything via their mobile device and less human. Um, that being said, some of these businesses are still in, in the early days of being established, but I think that's the theme, click and go. ESG. We hear a lot about ESG. What does it mean and how does it affect purchase engagement for companies? So far, I don't think we're seeing consumers make purchase decisions around ESG. The biggest companies we cover do have an ESG strategy and do promote that, but I wouldn't say it's a meaningful focus right now for in investors or really the companies we cover. So final rapid fire is just macroeconomic headwinds. Talk to us about what they are and what we need to be looking out for. So the current economic slowdown seems to disproportionately impact lower income consumers. And most of the online companies we cover do tend to target the top two thirds of consumers because that's where the most discretionary spend is and do appear less impacted. Now, we will see what the Fed does and if they put more pressure on the economy. But so far, that's the story. Okay, so very interesting coming off of the heels of the, this conference. So how about some final words? Jason, we always help our investors focus on the future. So give us some words of wisdom as you look out to the future and the opportunity. In a bear market, you want to focus on the best companies with healthy margins that are highly likely to succeed over the long term. Among the bigger companies we cover, we think uh, retail investors in particular will do well in Amazon, Google, Meta, Uber, Match, and Etsy over the long term. Of course, there are smaller companies we cover that are more speculative. But you know, when you get bear markets, that gives you a great opportunity to increase your exposure to the biggest and best companies. Jason, as always, thank you for joining this edition of Let's Talk Future. Thanks for having me, Joe. Thanks for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Future. We know your podcast listening options are endless, so we're glad you're spending time with us. Don't miss out on our next episode. And remember to subscribe today. Join our community to expand your thoughts on business, the markets, and the dynamic forces affecting them. It's time to talk future.